Wow, 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 wow. Your boy's back. The nonprofit sector connector every single Friday morning. I make the journey from the kitchen where I get my coffee all the way up those two flights upstairs to get up to my attic just below the roof. Your boy, Tommy D, philanthropy and focus of the show, the nonprofit sector connector. That's the moniker. That's the name. That's the persona. That's your boy, Tommy D. Representing as best I can for the nonprofit sector, bringing the nonprofit sector together with the for profit sector, bringing the nonprofit with nonprofits and putting them together for collaboration so that everybody is better off. Let me grab the coffee mug for you early. We'll get it going. No big deal. Just changing the world. No big deal. Just changing the world. Those are the people I hang out with people who are changing the world, who are making the world a better place. I was at the bank this morning. And I was just smiling like I do. And the banker wasn't as smiley as I was. And she said, well, you're so happy all the time. I said, well, not all the time, but nobody's going to know when I'm not, man, because who wants to hear that nonsense, right? Nothing's perfect, but it's all about mindset. And that's what a lot of this show does for me is every single Friday morning, I get to start my day with a leader of a nonprofit that's changing the world. I get to start my day with people who are on the front lines, doing the work, making the world better, serving those who are experiencing homelessness, who have food insecurity concerns, who have different abilities and need education in different ways. They need deliverables, they need diapers, they need different things. So yesterday morning, I had, um, it was February 1st, and I had pancakes for breakfast. Shout out to my guest last week, Pancakes for Roger. Susan Combs was on the program. I'm like texting her a picture. Like, Look, I'm eating my pancakes. How many pancakes am I going to eat in the month of February? Well, it's only the second. I'm, I've had three pancakes so far. So we'll see what happens for the rest of the month. But I shared that because that's that's how I started my day, representing a nonprofit that was on this show. And then later in the day, I went and visited with a friend of mine who will be on the show at some point, Andrea, from the Long Beach Martin Luther King Jr. Center. Okay, community center, serving seniors, serving young uh, young people in an after-school setting. So that's what it's like when you're the nonprofit sector connector. Great pause, Tommy. I like that one. But that's what it's like. It's all about shining a light on the work nonprofits are doing. And on the show, we do two things, as I say. We help nonprofits tell their story and amplify their message. I'm extra excited today because this is like, I don't know. It feels like a home game or something like that. My friend Daryl and I, we get together every Friday morning to talk strategy, Friday afternoon, excuse me, to talk strategy, to connect, to figure out what's going on in each other's world, each other's networks, because we're connected through sports, we're connected through philanthropy, and we're going to talk about that today. If you're not watching the show, it's blue, it's royal, royal blue and orange. It is Let's Go Mets. I don't know. Daryl, before we even get into it, how many days till pitchers and catchers? It's February 2nd. It's less than a month away, I know, and and then the Groundhogs uh, didn't see his shadow or saw his shadow. I forget, but either way, early spring's coming soon. Uh, okay, good. And, uh, pitches and catches reporting within the next thirty days. Whose voice is that? That's my friend Daryl Haberman. Daryl, what's up, brother? How are you? We we'll start talking before I even introduce you, my brother. I'm excited for you to be here. I've been looking forward to this one for all week, really three weeks since we decided to do this. I think we were in our meeting, our weekly, and we were like, "Yo, um." Why don't you just why don't you just come on the show? Why don't you just come on the show? Lots I mean, to share. right? So much to share. Your, your background in sports, your background with the NHL. You know, done some work with Disney streaming services, MLB. I mean, we are both Met fans, and at this point in the year, we're excited. I don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, what I hate. By the way, let's go Mets. Uh, you know, you ever seen? I don't hate it. I think it's very funny and cute. But you know that I think it's uh, Family Guy when that Family Guy episode where it goes, okay, the first pitch at Shea Stadium, okay, and the season's over. <laughs> well, it's right. It's like that, and the and the Mets actually do well in opening day. I think they have the they best do. record all time. Uh, they do have great numbers. I've been, baseball. So I've been to a lot of opening days. They yeah, do but but lot. you're right. A lot of a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things uh, are are you know. For Mets fans, we've been through we've been through a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, you kind of go go into it with uh, some cautious optimism. I like that uh, cautious optimism. But uh, yeah, just uh, thanks for having me, Tommy. This has been uh, already a blast. Uh, you <laughs> know, here, here, hearing hearing you go go uh, go on a soliloquy five minutes into the show, and now we're into 
the Mets and we barely even gotten started. But we barely get started. Welcome to yeah. this show. This show is called Tommy's Stream of Consciousness. <laughs> in parentheses, philanthropy and focus. I, I mean, Daryl, I, I to me, the, the people pay attention to what we're doing because we're talking about important topics here on the show. When we're talking about nonprofits that are, that are making the world a better place, as I say. So, sir, how are you connected? First, even before, how are you connected? We have, we're going to talk about, you know, Sports Philanthropy Network and, and events that are coming up. And, you know, even maybe an event that we could talk about that happened back in December that you invited me to. And, you know, I was fortunate to meet a couple people. In fact, if I don't come to that event, I don't mean a guy called Chris Noel. Chris Noel doesn't introduce me to his colleague, Brian Martin. They were on the show three weeks ago. So, gang, I tell you this all the time. It's all about networking. It's all about connecting. A guy named uh, Jeremy Stevenson, who I haven't talked to in probably close to a year, introduced Daryl and I. Sometimes in our relationships, what we do is make connections for people, and that might be it. That might be the whole, that you know, you may not be in touch with that person anymore, but now a whole new relationship through that introduction blossoms. So, Daryl, why don't we start with your background? professionally we could talk about you know we we both grew up Met fans we didn't know each other then we know each other now so tell me a little bit about your background I mean you were a swimmer right let's talk all about that sure so uh yeah really from a very very early age uh grew up a huge sports fan um playing uh playing with my friends on a on a dead-end street about 12 homes all of them had kids me and my brother's age so you know you had the pickup soccer and football games and hockey, um, really from an early age, but my dad was a sports junkie, always had a big game on. Um, I went to day camp and I was going to Shea Stadium as a, as a little, little kid. You know, I remember some, some of my first games at five, six, seven years old. And around that time, that's when the Mets were good. You know, yeah. Daryl Strawberry. Everyone used to say Daryl, Daryl, really funny. And the spelling, yeah, wasn't it like it, a exactly. <laughs> and then it became a little derisive because of you know his uh, his personality and got into a little bit of uh, you know trouble along the way. But sure. uh, it's great to see you know Doc and Daryl getting retired this year. By the way, yeah, that's pretty uh, exciting. Do we so, have a date? Is there a date out for that? I yeah, they're two different dates. I don't, I don't know them offhand, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, grew up a swimmer. You referenced that uh, at age five. I was already yeah swimming competitively on a private team in uh, Setauket, uh, Three Village Swim Club (TVSC). Um, my school uh, never, never had like a swimming program. It's kind of like a unofficial kind of club team sort of thing. But uh, there was a very big and popular, good, well-run program uh, called yeah, uh, Three Village Swim Club. And I, I swam competitively from age five to uh, senior year of high school. So I, I, was, I was pretty good, made lots of great friends. Uh, There's a tight community between carpooling and swim meets and going to regionals. And I, you know, I, I, I uh, am not, uh, not going to, you know, toot my horn, but I was pretty good up until about everyone surpassing me in height. Uh, uh -huh. I was a, I was on the smaller side. So when I was competing against people with the physique, like Michael Phelps, uh, I didn't really stand a chance, but anyway, yeah, played lacrosse, soccer, hockey. And I went to, I went to school, uh, uh thinking that I was going to be a sports broadcaster, had, had those ambitions. Uh, I, so my, my program, uh, was a uh, sports information and communication with a, a, a deep, you know, sports management background at Ithaca College. And I did a lot of writing, reporting, some TV, radio work. Um, that was fun. That was a great, great program. I, I interned out in L.A. Um, my second semester, junior year uh, at Fox Sports. And for the last 25 years, I've been working in the sports space. Uh, my For 22 of those years, it was at National Hockey League, doing digital media content operations work, growing the platforms, talking to social media folks, a lot of planning, production, uh, just about everything, working with third-party vendors, graphic designers, marketing teams, the, the 32 NHL clubs, uh, content management, uh, everything, everything um, the, you know, in a cross-functional way, doing um, some fun events. Got to go to Winter Classics, All Star Games, Stanley Cup Finals. Wow! Was in the locker room. I was uh, used to run a uh, a draft chat with our first round pick, so I got to meet you know Alex Ovechkin and Connor McDavid and a lot of the 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 the, 
a legend of the game already, uh, and they're still playing. And speaking of legends, yeah, Matt Gordy, Howe, Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, Mike, you know, that was my world. Uh, now, uh, now I'm agnostic. I'm, as you know, I'm working in um, uh, a few different ventures, uh, doing a lot of sports marketing operations uh, for some uh, startup ventures. I'm very involved uh, on the innovation side of, of sports. And uh, just it's all about, you know, uh, how to better connect and build communities and good good two-way relationships. I love that. I mean, connect and community. And I want to go back to that later on in the show at some point, because I think, you know, shout out to like Ricotti, different things like that, that we're talking about, some things that you're involved with. I think that connection and community, you saw something, you know, when you and I first got to know each other, that there was this opportunity with the nonprofit sector, because again, maybe you saw that because it's me and you go, that's relevant to this guy. I should talk about that, obviously, right? But it, there is that community piece, but then there's that sports piece, which look, we saw, you know, at the event we had up in Harlem, you had really for Sports Philanthropy Network up in Harlem last uh, two months back now, back in December, you see these nonprofits that are sports related nonprofits that have a mission to get kids out, you know, um, I can't, I can't even remember why this is popping in my head that um, wasn't it former first lady Michelle Obama. Was she the one with like 60 minutes play 60 or something like that? It, I think that was. Her, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Play yeah. play 60 campaign. It was all about uh, getting, getting kids active and, and, and uh, mentally sharp valuing yeah. teamwork and play together uh, for sure because of the child obesity and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to Mrs. Obama. If you ever want to come on philanthropy and focus, we'd love to have you. So we'll have your people call my people. We'll do lunch, that sort of thing. Right, Daryl? That's how it works, man. Yeah, so like, no, we're absolutely. We're all one degree away. We're, 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 we're only you know, separated they, by people, right? And they always say you got to shoot your shot, right? That's it, man. I And I think it was, um, you know, it was an Eminem. I'm, I'm not going to. No, no. You know who it was? It was Alexander Hamilton, actually. I'm not going to blow my shot, right? Isn't that what he said? This is Alexander yeah, Hamilton. If you're not checking it out, gang, I get the Funko Alexander Hamilton. I uh, love that. I didn't have a uh, play. Oh, or that might be Tommy DeMisa, too. Well, it looks, if you look there's, at that, it's a very un, uncanny pretty, resemblance. I mean, right as there. much as I like Lin Manuel Miranda's, you know, version of Alexander Hamilton, I bought this because it reminds me of me, Daryl. That's, you know, there's, exactly. There's a bit of, uh, a it's, bit like of look, it's like looking in a rubber mirror. Oh, <laughs> Tommy D, I am your biggest fan. All right. So I, there's so much here. I said connection and community. I want to get into that. We'll talk about Ricotti. want to talk Sports Philanthropy Network when we come back. I want to mention Ed Randall because, you know, you talked that you did some on-air time. It sounds like yourself and, you know, thought about becoming a, a broadcaster, maybe as a profession. Ed Randall's been on the show. He used to do talking baseball, but now he does series for the Mets and the Yankees. Um, and, and that, you know, his organization around prostate cancer, um, uh, fans fans for the cure which we've talked about you know make sure guys get screened anyway so many ideas popping into my head so we'll try to get into as many of them as, as we have time for um daryl i, I want to ask you more questions about your background when we come back i want to talk about the events that you have coming up the events we've done in the past and some of the stuff you and i strategize around that's appropriate to share i uh, will get into that too i do before we do that um before we get into that i want to just say docs doc gooden is um, number 16, ceremonially April 14th. So, Daryl, you and I should figure out, bring some of the kids out to that event, April 14th of this year, 24. And then Daryl Strawberry, number 18, will be raised to the rafters on June 1st at City Field. So that City Field, that's this ballpark we have over in Flushing, Queens, gang. We'll talk to you about it. Shout out. Hey, Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve, Daryl and I will be there that day. Maybe we can get a photo op with you. Uh, all right, well, let's go to a quick break. The show is Philanthropy and Focus. Your boy is a nonprofit sector connector, and my friend Daryl Haberman is here. Right back. Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of 
the hard skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to the hard skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Shout out to Uncle Brendan. Uncle Brendan Levy on the uh, on the tunes there. Although I did say this year, I think we're going to turn it into a reggae song. So I actually started talking to my cousin Danny, uh, you know, over the Christmas holiday and was saying, hey, man, you know, I think I want to make my own song. And he's actually... Uh, former rapper used to rap under um under the name master mods m-a-u-d-z so check out my cousin danny mods uh i guess if you want to check him out um but i'm going to check him out we're going to um you know we're going to redo the song a little bit with like a kind of a reggae thing going on but oh by the way that bob, Mar- bob marley movie comes out pretty soon i think it comes out this this month daryl i don't know if uh if you're into seeing that but i i want to see that let's go to this uh, i want I like I, I, I I like Marley. I was in Jamaica last year. Um, Are you uh, always uh, try, trying? I mean, not the, the 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 traditional reggae fan, but when Bob Marley is on, how could you not like exactly you know, really appreciate the 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 essence of transcendent? Right, that's one of the things that transcends. I don't really care what genre you're and, in. And that. and you rip, you mentioned Uncle Brendan Levy. Is that the I Brendan did. Levy that 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 you and I know? Same, same. The one oh, in the that's state. awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, our, he, our... He, he came up with that jingle? So, listen, you might not know this, and I haven't brought it up on the program in a long time, and I'm glad you asked, because next time his band is performing, actually, i got to find my phone, because he told me when they were performing again. He's got a band called, uh, they used to be called The Goods. They had a record deal back in the day, back in, like, the 90s. And they, you know, they were, like, they were a legit band, you know, like, had followers, had guys that did shows, the whole thing. And this is a while back, so now they call themselves, no longer call themselves The Goods. They call themselves damaged goods. So I thought you would like that. I thought that's fun. Let me tell you, Brendan can rock, man. They're they're great to see. I got to look up and see when they're actually playing. Here's my, uh, I'll let you know because, uh, you know, he's getting some publicity now. 3-2. That means uh, March 2nd at Docks in um, Island Park out here on Long Island. Shout out to Damaged Goods. I always love those guys. My wife and I like to rock out. I actually brought my kids to uh, one of their shows recently. Uh, I think it was right before the holidays. Same place down in uh, Island Park. All right, let me ask you this, Daryl. No, I, like, I get, like, in my own head, like, this matters what I'm about to say. Like, anybody's going to go, like, oh, now I'm mad at Tommy D. But, like, not to not to be rude to different sports and stuff like that, right? But those NHL guys, man, they seem like they are the baddest of badasses out there, man. You've met all these guys and stuff. They just seem like tough guys. And maybe... Maybe it's because some of them don't have their teeth because they got knocked out. Maybe it's because if you look back at that game, and all games, equipment and safety has changed. But in that game, where even in our own era, while like my, my grandfather, who's passed a number of years ago, played semi-pro football. But back, back in like the 40s or something like that, right? They basically had like this, like a hat, like a baseball hat. They had nothing on, right? His nose was all jammed up because that amount of times it got broken. But that was before our era of being alive you and me but the hockey guys like i remember these guys like like skating around on the ice with no protective helmet nothing and is it that is it the fact that even growing up playing like on uh sega genesis there was like actually in the game you could fight like the guys in the hockey game could fight that's that just that just seems like they're tough so is it the fact that a lot of guys get their teeth knocked out is it a fact when i'm at the game and they 
you literally jam another guy into the boards. Like it is a physical game. Of course, we're right here a week away from the Super Bowl. So talk about tough games. What what do you think are those guys in meeting them just really tough son of a guns compared to other sports? If you even want to compare or just what do you think? Are they tough? Obviously. No, I mean, they're very tough and skilled on the ice, but really um, the hockey player is, is they're some of the best people, to be honest. Um, yeah. I got to, got to know them. They're usually very, very uh, community minded, always go back home or they, they're from Canada. They go back to the cottage or even if the, the European crowd, the, the, the Swedes and, and, um, and Finnish players are, are, are spending their summers back back home. Right. Um, if they win the Stanley Cup or or get honors, they they always go back to um, their club teams or where they grew up. But the they are definitely the tough and strong personalities on the ice. But off the ice, they are uh, you know teddy bears. Uh, yeah. I mentioned uh, you know Gordy Howe. I remember uh, you you know whether you're a hockey historian or not, but. All of these guys have the firmest of firm handshakes. I mean, we're talking like meaty paws. Yeah. I, I, I remember the era, you know, listen, I've been a, a hockey fan really since age three or four. I grew up on the Islanders dynasty. My dad so what, had let me Islanders. Ask you. Yeah. I, I remember that. So I, I'm trying to remember because I was born in 78. I think you, are you born, you're ahead I'm a of year me? older than you. Yeah. You're a year older than me. So like, I remember, like literally, literally I remember like my grandfather, my my mother's father, my pop, the same guy that was a semi-pro football player, sitting on the couch with my old man. My father hates when I call him my old man, but my dad. And, you know, in those in those series, Mike Bossy, you, you're going to remember names. I'm not. But um, but I remember that. But, like, I was only – I mean, we're talking early 80s. Right. Like, it's, a, three, it's unfortunate four, five, that, it's unfortunate right? they haven't had this dynasty run when we have vivid recollection and we're so close to the action. Oh, but, li- but that was I remember I'm aware right. of oh, yeah, like, of I course. remember walking in and seeing it on the TV, but I don't but because even I remember 86. Right now, let's go back to let's go back to flushing for a second. Like, I remember that I remember vividly like a, a, a little black and white TV in the kitchen in my parents right. house again right. in Franklin Square. And it was just like seeing that. But it, I was only seven or eight. Now I see, you know, I got an eight-year-old in the house. He's aware of stuff. He knows stuff. He's going to remember stuff. But I don't remember it as if I was like, shout out to my business partner, Red Probes, big, big Met fan, who was, you know, is just about 10 years older than I am, nine or 10 years older than I So he's in his teens. He remembers 86. He was at those games in 86. Anyway, my point is, I remember the stuff. I'm aware of it. But you, you know, you have more of a a memory of it. Like it was Uh, always. uh, Yeah, a a recollection for sure, uh, you know, because. There were lots of games. Now I didn't go to a ton of games as a as a young kid, but my dad's company had season tickets. But I remember going Don Hempstead Turnpike to the wine gallery for good dinners before the game, and then during the game uh, had the drive for five, foam finger, had all the you know the pennants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got uh, posters and everything um, from. My dad going into games when we weren't in attendance and coming back and and either you know gifting us stuff. Um, but my my early memories uh, are, as I mentioned, playing hockey as a kid and and wanting to be these guys that were just so um, superstars on the ice. I mean, the Islanders run nineteen consecutive playoff series That's wins. Great. It's That's insane. Great. Hall of Famers, I you know, thankfully in my uh, job at the NHL, when I mentioned I was going to Temple events, I got to meet literally everyone connected to those dynasty error teams. Like I had an interview, I did an interview with Al Arbor. I met uh, Clark Gillies uh, at a bar. Um, I Mike Bossy, Brian Trottier, Butch Goring, Dennis Potvin, Billy Smith, all on down the line. It was so such a tremendous thrill and uh, then you hear stories and i'm like yeah i wish i was just a little bit older but yeah. uh yeah my uh my my sports connections um and uh and the love of hockey and athletics competition like you say i got to appreciate the nhl personalities and the 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 icons of the game are are really you know well spoken articulate care about their sport it's not it's not uncommon in sports that people give back 
but I think the the, the NHL um, they always talk about the team first. It's like it's not the name on the back; it's the mm-hmm. name on the front. But uh, they are they are really good guys to talk about. And I've had you know one on ones or or exclusive interviews with a lot of the the top end players in the league. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I never get like that that this guy's a like a celebrity, ass, like or this guy's an ass, or he's too yeah. good, or he's yeah, like yeah. They, they they they're comfortable in their own skin and they're not fake. Um, right. They generally are relaxed, and when you show them. You know that you're a fan, and and right. you're you you've not only done your research and prep for an interview, but you actually have, uh, you know, lots of uh, lots of good, uh, you know, questions or general intrigue about their backgrounds. They they'll 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 start revealing uh, themselves um, more so. So I've I've had that I've had the opportunity to you know see these guys kind of behind the scenes without the cameras on too. I love and, that. And yeah. they, they, they they you know they're goofballs. They like to like to have fun and and you know maybe throw down a couple of beers or something like that. But yes. for the most for the most part, you know that's that's uh, you know they're humans. But uh, yeah. I I never got the I never got the sense that these guys were any different than you know some of the basketball players that I've come to know and football players. Um, you know, tennis stars, all that stuff. Uh, there needs to be a documentary, by the way, on Netflix soon about, uh, you know, some of these hockey guys. I know there's some stuff, but like, I love some of the Netflix docs. I don't know if you've been seeing. Which, wait, so what do you want? What do you want this documentary to be about specifically about? Well, I, I mean, again, so some unless you your teams were in the Winter Classic and and the NHL does a documentary about these these teams preparing for battle outside in the majestic, you know, baseball or football right. venues. There's just so many personalities, uh, certainly uh, that if you got to follow them for a whole season and appreciated what they what they're doing, what their family life's like. Uh, where they grow up. Um, what about like a maybe like a so I'm hearing you say like background stories and I love all that. I love like there used to be a show um, on I think it was on A and E um, biography. I used to love to watch that show biography. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, um, but I'm and I'm wondering if you're talking about like a hard knocks for the NHL too, though, man. Is there any? Yeah, I mean that 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 they're, they're they've kind of done that uh, in short form, but I'm talking about. Um, if you've watched some of the, you know, the golf specials or the golf documentaries or the ones about the, 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 the tennis, uh, well, I'm, I'm blanking, um, I'm blanking on the names, uh, but there's a lot of the, they did one about F1 for a whole season. They did uh-huh. one about golf. They did a tennis one. Now they're, they're coming back with the new seasons and they're, they talk about personalities and, when you're playing your foe and and the gearing up for the next match, and then they talk to them at literally five minutes after wins or or losses, so that's very unique perspective, and you've gotten to know, uh, you know, emotionally really what these guys go through and and gals go through, and love that though. Those think, stories, I are think that I think it's just tremendous. I could watch a, a good sports documentary. I watched the one about the. I'm watching the one. With the captains of the the world, the World Cup one, um, with uh, my son, we watched the one the on series? David Beckham. David it's Beckham, it's yeah, it's a series. Yeah. Um, you should uh, definitely I'll check, check it out. out. But those are that that's fun viewing for me, and that also you know it's engrossing. It's good for my kid. Uh, well, it's a good know. story. It's good that you and the kid could share. It's good it's stories, definitely. and it's not you know. Dr- dramatic television or com- comedic television has its place too but like if these things are done well you know these docs these docu- documentary type you know there's an arc to the story where it's a real person and we're hearing what they went through and often i i'm imagining that it's hey we had this difficulty and then we had this difficulty and then we had this difficulty and we overcame and we overcame because there is drama to that in real life Tons. right and i don't mean drama in like right. Oh, it's drama. No, I mean like the the drama of life that you know we have to. It's not you know it, it, you know get knocked down seven times, get up eight. All this kind of stuff that you know we hear about. That's what it, we got to go to break. Real, make one more point because I know you want to respond. Yeah, no, no, no. That you're. That's exactly it. Uh, no one has a has a perfect life. They've they've taken advantage of their skill set, their opportunities. They're 
their mental fortitude, and and that's why they they're they're playing at the highest level. I love it. We are going to take a break, but I saw this thing the other day. I want to just say because it's in my head. Uh, the other day, I saw a video on I think it was Instagram or something. It was Kobe Bryant talking about in at the age of twelve, he was not a very good basketball player, and at the age of fourteen, he was the number one ranked player in the state, twelve to fourteen. And he said it wasn't because he went to the gym once a week for an hour or twice a week at a practice for an hour and a half, two to three hours every day, every day, consistently. And then you list there's natural talent. Okay. So, but there's also, you got to put in the time. And I was telling, this got me in trouble the other night. I was actually I was on a phone call with, uh, we joined the JCC in the neighborhood and I was on a phone call with uh, my buddy, Haran H2O Hargrave. And I was telling him, I can only stay on this meeting with you till 830 tonight because I told this Kobe Bryant story, and my son wants to go to the JCC tonight before they close to play ball. So I had it to, both my boys till just about ten o'clock on uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday night of this week, <laughs> getting out there shooting around. So be careful what you tell your kids; it might end up in the JCC till ten o'clock at night. We're taking a quick <laughs> break. Daryl and Tommy in the attic. Hey, everybody! It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be Frank About Health with all of you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Daryl Haberman is here, my buddy. He is a sports guy. You know, they're, they're, Daryl, I'm thinking that I, something when I said sports guy reminded me of Craig Carton. And I don't know why. I think they used to do the show when he's sports guys. You and I should probably do a show once a month and just riff and talk about different things. I, I'm thinking we'd have fun with that. Yeah, we know some people. Uh, and uh, yeah, it sounds like fun programming. Uh, yeah, I would listen. Ha- happy to ideate offline. <laughs> I, I, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's, I'll see you this afternoon in our regularly scheduled meeting. All right. So Sports Philanthropy Network, let's talk about this. Let's talk about your connection to it. I mean, obviously, we, we really established a, some parts of your story and your background and things like that. Uh, how did this even come into your purview, the Sports Philanthropy Network? How did it come up for you? Well, uh, and this is similar to how Jeremy or why Jeremy connected me uh, to you is, uh, I, you know, for, as a strategic advisor, as someone who was interested in serving some boards, um, uh, thinking about what I was passionate about, what I knew, um, what I could lend a hand in and some best support. Of course, you know, sports is is right there. So um, when the opportunity came up and I got to know know the founders of the of SPN and and uh, working and collaborating with some people that had also, um, you know, heard about it and they were starting to build some chapters around the country. uh, It there was definitely, uh, you know, an opportunity and and sort of a 
uh, a natural progression that I would be part of building up the New York City chapter. Um, uh, we we now have uh, a good, strong, nimble team, and uh, you know, actually, in in an hour and a half or so, I'll be jumping on um, uh, with with some of my colleagues uh, that are helping around, you know, some of the communications, the marketing initiatives that that, that we're looking to do. And that's, you know, that's my background. So I'm heading up uh, you know, that committee uh, while serving on, on the leadership council of the New York City uh, Sports Philanthropy Network chapter. I love it. So the website, gang, is sportsphilanthropynetwork.org. And I'm going to read you a little bit. Sports Philanthropy Network's mission is to build a pipeline of philanthropy through our chapters, task forces, and Sports Philanthropy Academy. We empower athletes, influencers, business executives, and nonprofit leaders to leverage the transformative power of sports for social impact. We support other nonprofits by providing education and professional development training to help them maximize their community impact. Wow. I love it. I'm in. By the way, I think I told you last week I want to become an ambassador of this. I want to become a member. So let's just do that. We'll do that this afternoon. We'll work that out because, I mean, nothing better than an organization connected to the sports world, connected to the nonprofit world, and trying to not only uplift the communities, but also uplift other nonprofit organizations. And when you go out and name yourself the nonprofit sector connector, you better be involved with organizations like this because right. it makes real impact. I mean, I was thinking yesterday when I was at the MLK Center down in Long Beach out here in Long Island, I was like, oh, man, I got to talk to my boy H2O. I got to get him out here and run some kind of basketball clinic for the kids in, in the community here in Long Beach. And it's just like it's this. It's putting this together. And you and I even talked about it, Daryl. We talked about that opportunity where we would put together a, you kind of a, I don't know, I, I, this term is so overused. So I'm not going to say mastermind, but like a group of really sharp people who get together and could support each other in some efforts you know, that are connected to the sports world. And, you know, you and I talked about, we're going to put together a Zoom call, you know, a dozen to 18 people that we think can really impact and support each other. And, and probably those people belong in the Sports Philanthropy Network of, I don't know if they're all going to be in New York, but of whatever community. So it's just the ripple effect, you know? So I'm rambling. Right. And, well, then that's the December 4th event that you came out to. We There were 10 uh, sports nonprofit organizations that, Came out to Mittens, uh, you know, one of the oldest jazz clubs in in the U.S. Um, and it was it was fascinating to not only hear from the executive directors and 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 people that are uh, working in the communities, but that's the whole thing. They're looking for a little bit more thought leadership or people that can help amplify their message. It's not just the nonprofit nonprofit sector connector, but you know, it's the, you know, the Daryls and Marks and Lisas uh, that are in that room talking to them uh, that have the capacity or the ability to serve uh, in a meaningful uh, board position or make that introduction uh, to someone that can help uh, facilitate, you know, better marketing programs or, um, you know, there there's that idea exchange. That's really, that's the professional development the educational tools, the academy approach to, all right, we're, we're not only here to uh, help give you a platform, but we're also going to make sure that you have everything uh, in your toolkit so that you can you know, best go about your business and your mission. I love that. And I'm going to share while you're going through this a little more, I'm going to share the website for those who are watching this on video on some uh some platform that we're streaming live on which is twitch or youtube or facebook and there's probably probably linkedin i think too logan will help me if i'm wrong but you'll see this is sportsphilanthropynetwork.org and you can check this out that'll talk to me you know a little bit more about the event on december 4th because um you know it was a great experience for me to come through uh i said earlier i met my friend chris noel there who is a coach of new york rolling fury which is a wheelchair basketball uh, team and, and really what that organization is doing is building impact for uh, for young people who are in a wheelchair to play at the, co the collegiate level and then we had uh, Ryan Martin his colleague from CUNY that was on the show that runs all the adaptive sports programs at CUNY the City University of New York I mean got I gotta tell you I didn't even know these things existed and that's what happens about coming to events like yours you know coming to that event on December 4th so some of this stuff, and I'm going to switch out for a second because I want to go into the New York piece on the on the website. But tell me, you know, 
what was the ambition for the night of December 4th? And where do you see more opportunity like that? Uh, so uh, that was our kickoff event. That was our first ever New York City event. Uh, we, it was called the you know, New York City Showcase because, again, we were showcasing these 10 nonprofits and starting to uh, really lay out um, what we were looking to do in the community. And now we're, 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 we're already on to planning our next event next month in support of Black History Month. We're going to have a panel together um, uh, at a, a place down in uh, Nomad in, in Manhattan, where it will be a, a panel discussion and a networking event with some of the, you know, the, the black and brown leaders uh, in the in the community, ones that have worked in in corporate America or supporting nonprofits and, and talk about their challenges and talk about what 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 good they've been able to bring uh, the social impact piece uh, and, and really just you know, impart some of their expertise. Are you able to to talk about the dates on that yet? Or we can. Or yes, it's fe yeah February twenty first. Okay, so that's, a, so that's a couple weeks out, gang. February twenty first. Yeah, yeah, February twenty first. Uh, we'll have, uh, like I said, uh, three to four panelists. Um, uh, we're 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 trying to nail down a couple other details as far as you know pricing and and still talking about sponsor opportunities and all that good jazz, but. Uh, yeah, from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on February 21st, uh, down at Plume, um, which is below the Ivory Peacock, which is actually a really cool bar. Uh, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if you I, like gin, but apparently they have the most amount of gin um, kinds or varieties in, in the U.S. So it's a really cool like uh, uh, a vibe, and we got some, some uh, space downstairs that can support 150 people so make sure uh you start the well I, when i give you the green light we could start sounding the alarm but right now I, listen when you're ready we're ready man i mean yeah, i'll yeah. I, you know i'm putting it on my calendar i will be there you know it's uh it's important for me to be there and that is a wednesday night it's actually daryl because you and i knew this it's on my calendar as i look at outlook right now it's already on my calendar um and uh i'm, I'm excited to be there i'm excited to help promote it and uh, whatever I can do to to lay a little bit of support from the uh, philanthropy and focus community, we're happy to do so. Shout out. I got to make a shout out to the Nonprofit Resource Hub, which I want you to connect with my friend, Allison Lafalita, who is our executive director of the Nonprofit Resource Hub. Because once we make Sports Philanthropy Network uh, at, on a whole and of New York as a member of, which is a free membership, if you're a nonprofit organization, to connect with the Nonprofit Resource Hub, go to nonprofitresourcehub.org. Or send me a note, Tommy D at philanthropy and focus is email at philanthropyandfocus.com. P O H. Let's start again, Tommy. Tommy D at philanthropyandfocus.com. P H O C U S is how you spell focus in the attic. And then um, hit me up on, on Instagram. I love Instagram, it's fun. Uh, Tommy D.nyc. I like to put pictures of cool stuff that's going on on there. And I look forward to connecting with more people there. Uh, so, Daryl. I think I lost my train of thought there for a second. Oh, let's get you connected because I want the support from the nonprofit resource hub because once you're a nonprofit member, which again, at no cost, will help promote the event that you have coming up on the 21st. Let's make sure you and Allison connect on that. So, Gang, no, I'm running a live show here, but we're networking at the same time, man. Things have to happen. You got to get it in the moment. You got to make it happen. You got to make those connections. So, so that's what I'd encourage you all to do. And I gave you some contact info. So if you do want to connect with me and make it happen. Daryl, when we come back, I want to talk. We're going to take another break. We take breaks on the show. It's part of the thing. When we come back, I want to just talk about the future of Sports Philanthropy Network of New York, how we can help. How we can? I mean, I'm going to be out in Arizona next week. I'm going to be out that waste management golf thing next right, week. Right, right, right. We talked so, about that. So the, maybe the Arizona contingent wants to connect with me when I'm out in Arizona, flying out Monday morning. But you know, we got to talk when we come back. The future of that. But I also want you to drop a little Ricotti on everybody because I'd like you to give Ricotti kind of a wink and a nod about what's going on. What's Ricotti? You'll have to wait till the commercial break and you'll find out right back. Are you a high achieving, growth oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. 
Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Back. We're back on a portion of the show that I have decided to call at certain times the lightning round because I always wanted to be a game show host. And this is always where I feel like I still have an hour's worth of content. We got six or seven minutes to make it happen. So we got to <laughs> do it, Daryl. Lightning round. I got I to talk faster. You got to talk faster. Really quick, 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 quick. So uh, I, I'm actually looking at the, the this Phoenix. It's the, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is where I'm going to be next week. Um, I've never been. I've heard it's like a heck of a party. Uh, I've heard it's like no other golf event or tournament and i've never been at any golf events anyway other than you know when i play and and don't do a great job playing in golf uh but this is supposedly like a, a wild event daryl you you knew about it as soon as i said it right yeah no it's a this is uh this is a, a bunch of uh a, a bunch of bros really having fun <laughs> drinking beers uh celebrating great shots it's loud it's raucous you will not think that you're at a golf event. In fact, it's encouraged. Uh, so, uh, yeah, when you told me you were going, I was, like, thinking about all the great stories and visuals I've seen over the years. But it keeps getting bigger, better, and louder. Well, I, I, I have a friend who's out there who we do some work together. And, uh, you know, he lives out in Sedona. And I think I'm going to have an opportunity to hook up with him and, and, you know, check out. I think he said something about ETVs one day. I don't know how it's all going. Oh, yeah. So, so Sedona is gorgeous. Uh, I, uh, you do some hiking i definitely get on that atv but, i think uh, i think i got an idea for you um this thing sounds pretty awesome and actually a company that we do some business with is sending us out there um kind of as a reward and i'm thinking you and i should go there next year because it sounds like it's something you'd be into and because <laughs> i'm because i'm a bro right because <laughs> you're a bro that's my bro Darryl. i don't know because because you're yeah, getting man, I fired you. up yeah. you, I, I, I and, I, and, and i love golf i mean i love golf we gotta start playing more too. we have to play you and i've never gone out together we're gonna go out we play outing golf you know monday golf where you know i can't play weekend golf man with the kids and stuff like that I, not that i can't i don't want to i don't want to like lose a whole day when i could be spending time yeah no of course I mean, you know how that is as a dad so I, I talked to me when I said it, you were like, oh, that'd be a great Ricotti story. So let's hit me with some Ricotti and then we're going to go back and, and kind of close on sports philanthropy. All right. OK, so, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, so so Ricotti is uh, a, a platform that's that's soon to be launched. Uh, you're connected. You're you've gotten some 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 intel. But really, for the for the audience, it's a uh, it's a unique opportunity for those tier one uh, sports teams or leagues or even an individual athlete to better connect with uh, the the fans uh, around content. So every, you will have your cell phone, of course, um, when you go to Phoenix and you'll be recording content. You'll have some perspectives, some thoughts, your stories, you know, what got you there, the before, during, after. So really in chronicling sports and talking about your love, your passion, who you were with, why you were there. Um, that content is the content that needs to be shared. So Ricotti is going to be a platform that allows teams and athletes and even venues to invite fans in to share their stories and to then use their stories, their, their videos, their photos, even animated GIFs, and their commentary to uh, build uh, some fun digital scrapbooks together. We will be leveraging AIs 
paint more of that emotional fan profile uh, so that it really starts developing more of that two-way relationship where you know about the team and can support the team uh, authentically. You don't have to worry about you know some of the things that happen on social media. And you'll be incentivized to keep sharing and, and you might even be promoted um, uh, from, you know, on their social media or jump venues, jumbotrons and things like that. So really uh, our secret sauce is, is giving our, our teams or our clients uh, the ability to work more symbiotically with their audience and, and, and create more sticky opportunities so that, there's better marketing ROI, there's better sponsor money, and there's that fun community building piece. Um, and you could gamify and incentivize lots of different ways when you have a good cohesive ecosystem. And that's that's the Ricodi platform. It's a, a, ostensibly a, a sales and marketing platform that uh, you know teams, no matter what shape and size and sport, um, can uh, can utilize. And so if, if somebody wants more information about Ricotti, whether like they maybe they're a prospective customer or client, you know, a sports team, an association, an organization, uh, or, you know, otherwise, maybe they're just interested in learning more from a business opportunity perspective. How do they do that? Do they go through you? Yeah, certainly. Uh, hit us up. Uh, hit me up. Uh, Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L at Ricotti, R-I-K-O-D-I. Dot com or Ricotti.com is, is uh, has has the goods, uh, so you can check us out and 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 learn some more details. Some uh, get to know the team, the 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 founder Andrew, who you've met, uh, Tommy. Um, yeah, that's really it. And then it, uh, we do have some some collateral and resources if you're interested in uh, investment opportunities, and also if you think there's a strategic partnership, we'd love to get on the horn, uh, set up a Zoom call, or, or meet here in person if you're, you, you dwell in New York City or Long Island. Absolutely. And I, I, did, I did invest a few dollars into the company, so I'm excited about that. Thank so uh, I, I, yeah, yes, and, and glad to meet you and Andrew, and I see this as a really fun and cool opportunity. So if people want to learn more, obviously Daryl shared his info. Uh, if, you, if you missed it, rewind this. He'll say, Daryl <laughs> Cody. Um, all right. So Daryl, let's, let's leave them with something about sports philanthropy network here in New York. What do you think? What do you, what can happen? What in your mind's eye, if you, I like to do this, I like to project myself into the future, right? If you project yourself into future 18 to 24 months, what do you see here in New York that, uh, that the organization is going to be able to do? And also what do you need to do some of that? Like, who can we help you out and connect you with? So, so Back to the mission, I mean, it's about developing a, a pipeline. So we're looking to put on, you know, um, a little bit ambitiously, you know, an event every other month. But then once we've, we've nailed the sponsorship, we understand the orgs that, that are, are willing to come out to the event. They like what we're doing. They get the resources there. We're bringing, uh, you know, icons of sport, uh, those athletes, those influencers to these events. So there's the ability to do some meet and greets. I think we're going to have um, really uh, a well put together uh, event program um, really in the next four to six months. We'll, 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 we'll find our, that right formula. We certainly have a lot of good uh, versatile folks like myself that are serving with, on committees and are really you know, doing the outreach and building building some of the foundation. And then certainly we're looking at uh, amplifying some of what the orgs themselves are, are doing, the other sports nonprofits in, in and around the city. Like if they're going to an event, how can we best support or, or, or partner together? Uh, and that's really you know, kind of what, what the, the road ahead looks like. Um, you know, I'm not going to go out and forecast and say we're going to be X amount of constituents and get X amount of funds, but the fundraising piece is uh, is still getting developed. We made, yeah. a, thankfully, a, a, a little bit of money in the Harlem event. We expect to do a little bit better our next event, and then, the, you know, sky's the limit. I love that, man. And, and you know, uh, like just adjoining and taking the, the sports aspect of this whole thing and saying, how do we roll that into philanthropy? I mean, it's sort of in the DNA. You see all these leagues, you know, I, 
I got a, a this is coming up for me, my friend Peter Fertig, um, who runs an organization who I have to think of the name of the organization. He's been on the show. Um, but Peter runs this organization and he's had MLB players come down to his event. And um, it's named after a baseball player. And I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the um, the uh, the organization. But I will get it before we go, before we leave today. I'll figure it out quickly. Um, but I think, uh, you know, these players are very involved in the community, as you said earlier, Daryl. You know, it's something where players want to be involved. And this is this platform, this this nonprofit gives them that opportunity to continue to be involved in community. And you see, you know, it's always cool. The um, the the uh, Bob Feller, that's what it is. The Bob Feller Active Valor Award Foundation. Shout out to Peter Ferti, who I know for many many years. We used to work together at ADP a hundred years ago, but he's been on the show. Um, but even uh, what's the award the NFL gives out? For like the most community, Walt, Walt, Walter Payton Man of the Year. The Walter Payton Man of the Year, and it's like with the doesn't even have like a jacket in the. Uh, it's like a it's like a big guy with like yeah, a, e, yeah Eli Manning's won it. I think so. Saquon Barkley's won it or has been up for it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. there's there's a tremendous amount of people and, and athletes that have foundations now, and and they they uh, those are some of some of the retired players are the ones that came out uh, and supported us that December 4th event. And yeah. we expect to have them in the room with us, uh, you know, February 21st. Yeah. And I think that's a good point there. So I've met, first of all, I met Eli a couple of times. What a cool guy. Like what a guy, I just a good, he's dude. a January 3rd birthday. Like me. Yeah, oh, definitely. you know what? I'm the sixth. That's probably why I like him. We're caps, baby Capricorns, man. Capricorns. I didn't realize now I know why I like them so much, but I met him. We had uh, my cousin, Mike and I had um, won a raffle and we went to the um, Sports Illustrated Man of the Year or Athlete of the Year Awards a bunch of years ago. That was a long time ago. And uh, and then I met him again. He was doing a signing for, I think, Nationwide. And I brought our friend Michael Goldberg to that event. Just going back. All right, we got to leave it there, gang. This is your boy, Tommy D. The show is Philanthropy and Focus. We run out of time way before we run out of words. Daryl Haberman, this has been awesome. I appreciate you, man. I will see you later today on our regularly scheduled meeting. But I'm just jazzed you be here. I think there's a lot more for us to do. Oh, Again. absolutely. And, and 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 thank you. It's definitely a delight being on your show. And it's always fun, uh, you know, jamming with you. It always is fun with you, my brother. Everybody, make it a great day. See you next Friday. The Nonprofit Sector Connector. I got to go. Later. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Uplift, educate, empower. Right. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 